0: The future belongs to those who see the possibilities before they become obvious. Welcome to Fireside Chats Without the Fires with Neil Toff and Paul Catherall. Games people play. Not cricket, not rugby, not soccer, not footy, not basketball, not baseball, not golf, not tennis. None of the country club sports. The cx world games haven't heard of it now you're gonna hear about it we have a sensational guest today on fireside chats without the fires the founder of the cx world games the one and only christopher brooke christopher welcome to the show
1: thank you guys it is a privilege and honor to be on this fabulous series thank you kindly for inviting me
0: paul and i are thrilled paul i want to make sure we can hear you you're out there we i certainly see you but can the audience hear you (laughs) I hope so. Here I am. Hi, guys, and Christopher. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on the podcast. At least I'm not the only UK person on the podcast for a change. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you so so much. And Neil, what a week, right? What a week we've had in terms of CS Week and all the LinkedIn Live stuff. So wonderful. What a and this is a wonderful way to to tap off a or top off, I should say, a fantastic week. Thank you. Exactly. Today is Friday, October ninth. It is the final day of customer service week, we had the opportunity to interview Christopher Brooks yesterday, Thursday, October 8th, uh, as part of our LinkedIn Live series. And we had a wonderful session with him. It, was, it wasn't the longest session, but it was, it was um, we had to cut it short just because it was LinkedIn Live. But today we get to really delve into some things that we didn't get to talk to uh, about yes, yesterday with him. And so this is gonna be a really nice deep dive into some of those, those things. We left some things on the table, left some things on the field, on the court, so to speak, and we're gonna definitely get into them today. This is Fireside Chats Without the Fires. I'm Neil Toff, co host, co creator of this podcast, and joined by the one and only Paul Catherall, same co host, co creator. Paul, just one thing before we get into this. How are you feeling this morning? You are? I am buzzing. I am buzzing.
1: Did you see my Beautiful. cheeky hashtag yesterday? I think I, I put a hashtag buzzing on the uh, <laughs> yeah. on the buy side. Yeah, <laughs> We love
0: it. <laughs> it's my new the word. Cheeky hashtag. <laughs> love it. Yeah. So, so, love it. So so those um, at least stateside or that are not necessarily as uh, out there on LinkedIn or Twitter or, or some places. Christopher Brooks is the managing director of clientship. He is, the, uh, as I mentioned before, the founder, uh, one of the founders of CX World Games. And uh, we are so excited to have him because this is a person who's creative, he's articulate, he's thoughtful, but he's breaking down some barriers into the CX world, things that have never been done before. One of these is this concept of games. Now, we've all talked at one time or another about this fad that we all call gamification, the one with a capital G, the one that sometimes when you write it into a Microsoft Word, it's... It autocorrects because it doesn't recognize that word. It's a new word, but I got to tell you, and I was one of the people that talked about gamification early on. Nobody really talks about gamification anymore, and so I haven't heard the concept of games, games, and customer experience in the contact center and customer care world until recently. This concept of CX World Games. Christopher, tell us what the CX World Games is for those of the, that that aren't aren't familiar with it.
1: Yeah, of course, Neil. Thank you very much. Well, it, it was something I've I've always um, liked games. I've always liked board games, like playing games. I like the smiles on people's faces, the kind of the um, dedicated human interactions you get when you're sitting playing games. And we have built games for, for clientship. We've got a game called um, uh, Making a Difference, which is a forty five minute board game, and and people love it. They get to learn CX. So gaming as a kind of a concept was in my head. Come start off. Um, the the lockdown back in March, um, working with our business partner, um, Lymetropy, we sort of both realised that what was starting to look ugly was selling, was starting to look really ugly. So we always work on the basis of what matters most to our audiences. And what mattered most was connection, bringing people together. And you started to see this lovely proliferation of networks of people coming together, supporting each other, talking. But that's kind of all it was just talking. And we said, well, wouldn't it be great to bring people together and actually have a purpose and do something about it? And I just had one of those moments out walking the dog, I think it was, about why don't we have a go at creating a game? If we can have a game, and the idea was to have a just make up something about customer experience, bring a few people together and get them to solve the challenge. Because customer experience people love solving challenges and there was a lot of people you start to see the green circles going around open to work and you know being put on furlough and stuff so i reached out to a few friends i reached out to some some of these be familiar um james dodkins a cx rock star i reached out to adrian swinsco um i reached out to um shane uh, or shane goldberg in uh, australia reached out to us when we advertised it and said i want to play this um and, and a couple of other Jonathan Daniels in Brussels as, as well, and said thinking of doing this. What do you think of it? Is, is it an idea? And they kind of went, okay, sounds good. So we then started to just promote it gradually, saying would people like to come together and have a go at solving challenges? Well, we were overwhelmed. 175 people from over 35 countries put their hands up and said this sounds brilliant. We would love to come together. And have a go at solving these challenges. So then we it made us think: well, actually, um, these challenges need to be real. So I'd seen in February a really inspirational speaker called Jamie McDonald, who runs a charity called the Superhero Foundation. And what he does is he helps parents with very sick children to, to motivate them to go out and do the fundraising. And he'd work. He'd found that actually, if the parents of the children do the fundraising, they get great satisfaction and fulfillment from it and also typically raise more money so it kind of makes sense, commercial it's good for them so i phoned up jamie and i seen him speak in february i run a cub pack and we'd got him to come and present to our our cub pack um and he said i said "You, you must have a challenge surely as a charity you've got a challenge and he said to me i have but what's more important is i've got a little boy called dylan who's eight years of age who's got a brain tumor and covid Stopped everything, but his brain tumor hasn't heard. It's still growing. He's got an event booked in March, in May, which is about going through parks with his mum. He's going to go through twenty-five park, uh, twenty-five miles through five of uh, Dylan's favourite parks to raise money. It can't happen now. I need help with that. So it's like, oh, well, hang on a second. What do we do with this? So we decided that it wasn't really our right to, to decide if it had to be a really kind of purist, experienced um uh challenge we just took it on and said right we're going to do that so we framed it up and said we got this challenge we've got to try and figure out how we can create a new fundraising experience so it's it's kind of tenuous but an experience that would work under these following criteria and it was you know he, he can't the only time dylan could get leave the house was to go to hospital for to um have, have uh uh interventions so It's the only time he could go out And we gave it out to the players, and boy, did they grab it. Uh, I mean, and and this is, you know, 165 people from all around the world, all customer experience people, they got together. We have an app called um, iTogether, which is an employee engagement app. So we put them on there. They could interact with each other. They told us, this is great for employee engagement, but it doesn't work for this. So they dived off. Some went on Teams, some went on Mural. They all created their own environment. And they all took time out to create submissions. We created ourselves a bank of judges. Um, Professor Dr. Phil Klaus was our head judge, um, and the, the group of uh, five uh, people came together. Um, six in total we had. So we had Adrian had the CX punks, of course. Um, James uh, Dawkins had the CX rock stars, of course. We had Heidi Stone, uh, who's the Barefoot Consultant, she was the Hedonists. Um, my business partner, Carlos, down in Mexico, headed up the WOW team. Um, we had uh, Jonathan had the ambassadors, and then Shane had the accelerators. And Nate Brown, who you had on yesterday, was one of uh, um, the Shane's uh, Shane's players. That's how I got to know Nate. Um, and they all submitted their entries, and I had a look through them and, you know, kind of barely could hold the tears back. These guys had put their heart and soul into this um, and created some really good ideas. So the judges judged them. Uh, my customer magazine very kindly put a uh, said we could have a blog in their magazine. So we had um, a leaderboard and every time we had um, a winning team, uh, Adrian won the first one. He, his team with a oh no, actually no, it was Jonathan won the first one. That's right. Jonathan won the first one. But what what we decided then was that was fun for us. But actually, this wasn't really the deal. We sent all six entries over to Jamie and said, give them to um, Dylan's mum. And get her to have a look through them. And lo and behold, three or four days later, one of the entries, the logo, Dylan Super Six, I saw on Facebook. Come and do wow. Dylan Super Six Challenge. So we'd full circled it. We'd managed to find a way of actually creating funds. And their fundraiser started to go off again. So and we created a really simple idea. And it was it combined superheroes and parks and everything that was needed. So straight away we played that back to the teams and it just worked from that point onwards and we then had four other challenges uh, across the the event we had a a wearables company a startup uh, who were going to do wearables for children to help them measure social distancing and hand washing they were looking for finance they needed to understand what the customer service requirements were so a very cx kind of type initiative we had a cat cafe um, which had to close but the owner had to still go in and look after the cats every day um, and she she made like a seven minute video taking us through the cat cafe showing that even though she was shut, she had to, um, uh, when she went in there every day, people were putting like 10 pound notes through the door just to help keep keep things going for her. So we created a digital experience option for her. How could you keep it going digitally, you know, kind of connecting with the cats and everything. We then had uh, one of the uh, the UK coach uh, companies, um, the chap there said I had a really good employee experience program going. It stopped. I've lost the budget, I've lost the plan, I can't do it, can you help me? And the teams came up with an experience for that as well. And then finally, we had an events company uh, who are in the CX community, and they said, we're devastated. What we really need to know is in that build up between the, the start and the, uh, of, of, uh, promoting it and registering for the event and it happening. What's the what's the registered experience that we can build better? So every time we did it, we kind of were getting more and more experience to what we were doing and the players were absolutely Loving it. They really did enjoy it. And we made a, We made a real difference. So uh, uh, it, it went live. It was a lot of work behind the scenes, but it kind of didn't feel like work uh, because everyone else and I read something the other day, uh, you know, kind of an idea is nothing unless other people pick it up and run with it. So whilst I might have had the idea and very fortunately with Trophy, they were kind of the hosts for it. So we, we we could keep it going. It was down to these 175 participants that were actively playing and coming up with some awesome, awesome stuff out of it. So that's the that's games amazing. in a nutshell.
0: So you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like a it's an MBA, a master's in business administration, everything designed around a particular case a case study a problem people come together and work on solving the problem Yeah, teamwork, collaboration so um i mean my curiosity i would my, my my pro-american side would say well of course the americans won right but it sounds like there is <laughs> limited American well, participation it's really true true international participation literally, literally across the globe or mostly
1: european no, no I mean, it was over 35 countries so when we started it i actually it was really good actually having the judges um, and the captains involved, because my my logic was let's put time zones together, be sensible, and they went no, don't do the opposite. Let's make sure this is as diverse as possible. And what we found was on the on the uh, the LinkedIn trail, people were saying, oh my god, I'm getting to work with people I would never have imagined I could do. I've always been in insight, but I knew I was good at, at, at creating solutions. Um, we had bankers working with airlines, working with consultants, uh, working with healthcare companies. We had people from um, Mexico working with people in Russia. So it was a real, and they worked it out the time zones and everything. The thing we did at the start, and I kind of knew this would happen, but we wrote ourselves uh, Spirit of the Game, which was kind of like the do's and don'ts. So you put your business acumen down when you come in. Yeah, there's no prospecting here. But actually, do you know what? No one did because it was it was good people who came forward. People who actually said, I've got something of venue here i've got some i've got a contribution i can make and i'm not using it at the moment or i want to help make a difference and at the time you remember we had a lot of um, you know kind of health service uh, volunteer support programs going on so people were in the mode of they wanted to help so it was for us a way of taking your cx talent and using it to good good effect so yeah i'm, I'm glad i didn't go down the route of putting you know one 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 geography together. So it just meant it was very di- very diverse in, in, indeed. And one of, one of the things that was actually wonderful was that I found out that um, the groups took on a life of their own. So um, one of uh, our clients for one of the universities told me that in his group, which was um, Heidi Stone, the hedonist, they were getting together in between the challenges and doing knowledge sharing and training for each other. So they they'd meet up and they say, right, I'm a contact centre specialist, so I'm going to tell you about contact centres. Oh, I do student experience, so I'll teach you about student experience. this was how, I didn't find out about this till afterwards. They were just getting on and doing it. And they actually said um, that pet cafe idea, you know, we did for the, the, the pet cafe up in Staffordshire, there must be dozens of pet cafes around the country. So they, they created a playbook and just posted it out to everyone and said, here's here's what we came up with. So, look, and there's hundreds of ideas in there, it was hundreds, and sent it out to people. So it just kept going. And we've actually, um, we got contacted by a, a, another um, charity uh, who had a little girl from Russia who was not very well. And they said, can we do a challenge just like the one you've just done? Uh, and we, oh, okay, well, again, not our right to say no, but we, what we did, we sent the six ones from Dylan's challenge to her, so they had some to work off. And then when we've closed the games, we had a wonderful closing ceremony, um, we then opened it up as an extra challenge. So we had some extra ideas we kind of sent on sent on to her as well.
0: That's wonderful. So that was, that was where I was going with my next question is, so the, the CX games formally closed, Mm-hmm. is there another game set of games planned please don't say there is another four <laughs> years like the olympics uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you plan i'm thinking of myself so she's like how do i participate i have to uh, the you, you're all here. They get us. they're going to want to participate as well is this something that you're willing to so a timing you know when when's hopefully is the next one and b how, do, how does one participate in this?
1: Yeah, sure, sure. So, yeah, we, we had the closing ceremony, um, which was very emotional. First time I'd done kind of a Zoom with 80-odd people. We had kind of tuned in. And uh, one of the hosts, one of the captains hijacked it, um, Jonathan Daniels and said, oh, I want to show you this. And he played back to me 15 videos from different players who'd said, thank you so much for the games, what it had meant to them. Um, one, one person, I remember, she said, Sarah Turner, she said, I literally don't know what i'd have done without this if i had not had this to hang on to so it was really cool um and they all they all said i had not we hadn't really thought about life after the games and they said in there um would i recommend you join the games yes i would and they all said the same thing so it gave us the inspiration to think well maybe we can do more and i reached out to two or three people and said if we were to do this again what do you think now it's it's turned into if it was normal conditions we'd be doing um, a world tour next year. Um, And we'd be going to different cities and we'd be landing and we'd be running the event. And we've got five cities lined up who want us to come there, create the games. It's a not-for-profit. So that's very important to say. It's a not-for-profit venture. Um, Land in a city, look at the local challenges that they have there and get local specialists together and create solutions. So that's kind of the plan. Um, But I'm not sure it's gonna happen. I think we're gonna have another, we're definitely gonna have another virtual games. So it will probably be the anniversary of the Games, which is in March 2021. So we'll have another big uh, anniversary. We have been invited to two events. So we're off to virtually off to Dubai uh, at the end of this month in the E3, um, the custom CXSA's Middle East venture. So we're going to be hopefully solving a challenge for one of the um, Saudi Arabian um, government departments. So we'll have a live challenge there. And then we've been invited to London as well in November for another virtual games. So I'm going to probably get in contact with Jamie again and see if we can help him in some shape or form. So so that's that's the format. We can do it. And the thing is, we can do it virtually because we've been doing it virtually. So, yeah, it's it's going to live on. When we said we were going to Dubai, we had. Jonathan and we had uh, Heidi and, and another person, um, Aniko, come on board and said, I'd like to captain. And we've got this whole string of people who say, I'd love to captain. I'd love to captain. So uh, there's a lot of enthusiasm out there for it. And I have made some incredible relationships on the back of it. I've found some really good people. There's a lot of people in CX who perhaps aren't the ones who are kind of front of stage or, uh, you know, the names on the bottom of books, but they're great people and they just want to make a difference. So, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's coming again. If you want to find out how to sign up, um, if you go to LimeTropy, which is L-I-M-E-T-R-O-P-Y.com, um, there's a registration form there. And then you get onto a newsletter. It gives you an update on the games. So we give you an update on things that are happening to the challenges we've solved. Um, and also people who participate in the games get access to the library of all of the challenges. So at the moment there are 33 um case study solutions for the challenges so they're all there for players to download and use if they want because it's a great library of resources for people to use so so we hope it's going to grow and be a real force for good
0: wonderful hats off to you and hats off to all the people that participated and uh the best the best thoughts for dylan and his family and, and certainly for health for dylan it's a uh... What what a wonderful undertaking you've done, really. That's all. Yeah, it's been great That's it's been all. great
1: fun. It's been great fun. And I'm so grateful for people having faith in in an idea. That's all it was, an idea. And they were very forgiving because, you know, we had to set it up as we went along. And we knew being kind of the customer experience consultants, that was the most crippling thing was the fact that trying to get it to a level where people were comfortable with it and and yet yeah, we did have a few uh they'll, they'll remain nameless uh, but they are you know kind of i want to be a captain and um you know this email hasn't come through to me and we were worked really hard to get those things right uh, as we had to because um they, they put their hand up but the vast majority of people just went oh my god you know guys thank you so much for giving us this platform and and just worked with it so i think we've got a wonderful community out there in customer experience i'm so so grateful to be a part of it
0: you just triggered my memory. Something that I'd wanted to ask you, uh, and I might have asked it to you yesterday, but I figured I'd hold off for today. But here, here's this. So you, you mentioned the incredible people, smart people, motivated people, people that don't necessarily need the spotlight, people that don't necessarily have the names on the bottom of books, but really engaged people. You talk about CX captains. How does one yeah. become a CX captain? Like what is in one's bio or what's in one's harder when one's dna to be considered a cx captain i gotta say that's like if if i were named that that's on that's going right on my linkedin profile that's honor an <laughs> to, well, to be called by you guys a cx captain what goes into that
1: well we we did give them an emblem actually so they've got the world games emblem which uh, is now trademarked fortunately uh, we've got the world games emblem and they get the captain underneath it and some of them kind of do wear it as a, as a badge of honor but really it was uh, to be honest it was people who and um i think it was simon uh Simink, who um speaks about the navy seals about you know the best people yeah. are those who um you can trust in doing the job and trust off the field and i kind of thought to myself who would i kind of trust off the field and there were names that came through to me and i had some i had some i mean james is a very kind of you know flamboyant theatrical person but actually i had done a podcast with him and he was so honest with me about you know kind of um all the things you know he knows he can and can't do his limitations and i liked that i just thought that was really honest so i thought that would make a great captain plus also he's you know he's he's got a name adrian is someone who's just so straight to the point there's no messing around with adrian you know he gets he cuts straight through the rubbish so i knew he would be someone who wouldn't suffer people not um putting their weight heidi is a is a wonderful uh individual um, and uh, i knew that she would she would nurture and grow a team um, my business par- partner carlos was like a, a meerkat in the background just going i want to be a captain i want to be a... so kind of <laughs> went, all right okay just keep up make and in fairness we had a lot of interest from latam so it was important we had a representative over there and shane goldberg just found out from across in australia and kind of just bothered us and said this sounds great i'd love to be a part of it so um i wouldn't have been able to define what the dna of a captain was but what i've realized since is they're very very special people very special people and and um anika bjork is going to be a captain at a next event and um you know I, I think there's a limited number of them out there um they've got no particular um uh, interesting gain from it they want to it's about giving for them and it's about giving something back and that's faculty that Influencers who you may consider you know, normally would be what's in it for me nothing at all we're just giving back so yeah i guess that's the that's the dna it's, the, it's a giver in cx
0: wonderful audience you wonderful. heard it go to lime trippy's website find the case studies sign up uh, by the way I, I registered and i received a beautiful download uh that i just started to peruse before uh, we went live today um recording today and and there's a lot in there there's, it's, it's great i think i'm now on your your distro somehow and I'll be, I'll be, I'll be keying in and looking forward to hopefully participating. I'll raise my awesome. hand at some point. I don't know if i get, I don't yeah. know if I got the DNA for the CX captain. Hopefully you guys will see something in me. <laughs> at least I get to participate, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's something, something definitely to look forward to. L- let's do this, Christopher. So we talked about trying to go into a whole separate thing that we talked about yesterday, but didn't get to really go into detail with, but I'm going to ask you, and by the way, that was EXQ. Can hey. I ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Don't talk to us today about EXQ. Please come back another time, because I feel if yeah. we try to squeeze an EXQ, you know, we're gonna to try to make it a, a quick summary. We're gonna brush through something complex that really needs some time. Will yeah. you do us the service of coming back and joining us for another, another session?
1: I'd, I'd love to, yeah. So uh, I'm passionate about the topic and uh, uh, I'd be very happy to come and just unpack it in a, in a, in a, in a more accessible way for people.
0: Perfect. Wonderful. I think I think that's. Uh, I, I don't want uh, to give it short trip. I think it deserves some time. I want to go into XQ, EXQ together with you and, and learn about that uh, because our audience commented on it yesterday that they're interested. They didn't necessarily understand it, so we're we're going to schedule that for a se- for a next session. Cool. Um, uh-huh. Let's, as we kind of wind down this session, there are three things that we'd like our guests uh, to share with the audience. One of them. Uh, is a CX mythbuster, and as, as I think you are a mythbuster yourself, uh, you, you've just taken an axe to so many myths that are out there. What is the CX mythbuster in particular that you'd like to share with the audience?
1: Um, well, my one's around the kind of fixation of customer experience is about. Um, it's focused on the transaction. It's about creating a. Um, or retaining customers, increasing the loyalty um, by uh, making the transaction points more easier, frictionless, better. It's it's not at all. Customer experience has a greater purpose than that and its opportunity is to improve society. It's, it's, It's about betterment, it's continuous improvement and it's about looking at all those interaction points that customers have and making them better, not just in service of the transaction. You need to make sure that, yep, we've secured that customer's sale, or yep, we've managed to get the returns back in a way that's reduced our costs. It's actually broader and bigger than that. So I think a really good example of that is Zappos. So Zappos, during lockdown, they had called us for anything customer service line because they knew they wouldn't be selling many shoes. But they had people there who could answer questions. And, and there's a fabulous story about they did manage to um, have someone who was in real trouble and they managed to get a doctor to talk to them and save their lives. Now, that's what great customer experience is about. It's about finding ways to make society better. Nate touched tapped on this yesterday. It's a really important point. At the moment, there's lots of people out there with huge anxiety um, and very scared. Now, if you've perhaps got an issue with your, your water company or your energy company and um, you need to get that, that sorted out, they need to be mindful of the fact that you've also probably got problems with your credit card company, you've got problems with your employer, there's lots of other things going on in your life. So it's not their responsibility just to square your box off and get it done. Got ours done, sorted, we've told them they can have an extra two months for it and walk away. They need to make sure they're on that phone saying, or there's an interaction to say, how else can we help you? Is there anything else going on that we can help you with? And then they need to take a broader, more wider perspective to think about how can we make things better for society? So that's my, my myth buster is it's not just about increasing loyalty, reducing friction, making the transactions easier. It's actually demonstrating your organization as a purpose and a role in today's society.
0: Isn't that interesting? Paul, remember we, we, we heard Nate talk of, give the example of... The day before, he was scheduled to give, I think, a yeah. keynote via uh, web, and his internet went down. And he's yep. panicking. He's upset. He's stressed. He's anxious. And because it was the weekend, he was spending more time with his family. But he, he, he shared with us that he became a horrible person even to his family that day. There's a lot going yeah, on. Ta- yeah, his daughter called and, him uh, out, right? I remember that. His daughter called him yeah. out. Yeah. And, and and it makes me think, it, kind of what Christopher's saying here is, even if the customer service person for whatever it is, Verizon or Comcast here in the States, whatever it would have been, who's was you know, taking the raft from Nate, had they just also asked, anything else I can help you with, as Christopher indicates, yeah. even if they're not going to actually help, even if they're not actually going to do anything, it's the, the, the offer and the intent, I think, is what you know bridges the gap
1: that is Absolutely. what to me I just, I actually you've got to, got, to, got to think broader i said i think i said just yesterday at the moment uh, in the uk we've got a situation where we might go into lockdown and all pubs and cafes and restaurants will be yeah. shut down now the reason for that is not because all of them are breaking the rules but because some of them are so actually if you're making an improvement to your experience you want to put your, put your competitors there as well and say hey guys look if if we give you this idea this is going to help us all we can all keep uh, keep open if we do this. So we've got to be less focused on that, you know, think way back we are in that kind of kill Yamaha Honda days. It's not. It's how can my competitors thrive? How can we create this going in the UK and in the US? I think um the big one of the big cinema uh, chains has closed closed down temporarily.
0: Real. Yeah, real. Yeah, so,
1: sure. so on the on the back of that, same another cinema chain is is yeah, another same cinema UK, chain like is yeah has now said, well, we can't open during the week. All of a sudden, yeah. you're gonna have a knock-on effect with a film industry saying, we can't make film for cinema anymore. Yeah. And that, you know, so rather than kind of say, this is heyday for us, competitors need to come together and say, what can we do to raise the standards to make this a better experience for our customers rather than fighting against each other? And that's the value that customer experience can have because you can't do that necessarily with your products and your pricing, that's your own game. But the experience you give, that emotional connection will make customers say, I no, Do you know what? Putting my phone on a projector screen at home or watching that Netflix series at home, it ain't the same. But at the moment, those organizations are trading a bit on nostalgia and it's they need to work together to figure a way forward.
0: Perfect. Excellent. Let's move on to our CX quote.
1: Hmm.
0: You have a CX quote for us. By the way, you just kind of shared, you know, shared one or a a partial quote. But do you have a CX quote or quotes that you'd like to share with the audience, something that resonates with you that has some meaning?
1: Yeah. uh, Well, there's one of my, my go-to is um, Simon Sinek, who uh, is also Richard Branson's go-to at the moment. It seems to be uh, Mr. Because he's Mr. Optimism, Uh, you know, he's great to kind of listen to, but he says customers will never love a company until the employees love it first. And I think that's a really important thing. Um, I think they've got to understand that um, I was talking to uh, Shane Goldberg, actually uh, earlier on this um, about the fact that when you're going through a customer experience transformation that is an it's not a project that's an experience that's an experience for your staff. you want your staff to go oh my god i love doing this i get so much out of it rather than being task for focus so everything in the organization has got to be designed in a way to make employees love doing what they do and then invariably that love flows forward i mean it has to be accountable Love. um you know they need to be able to measure it against what they're trying to achieve given that purpose and i very much believe in that it's not actually saying the customer experience will take care of itself no 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 that's hard work as well but actually you need to get people into the right mindset and to feel naturally want to do the right thing we work with a university and when we first got there um I walked in and the uh, person I was working with said to the, the person ahead of me, hold the door. And this student held the door for me and I walked through and I said, why did they grab the door? I said, well, you're a visitor. Um, now, that that's not the right mindset. It, we, we managed to get to a point where they understood we didn't see them as students anymore. We refer to them as leaders of the future. And my, my, my crowning moment was leaving there. And um, many, many months, we still work with them, but on this particular piece, and when I went to leave, a person grabbed the door and opened it and said to me, just wait there, and a student walked through. So, it's you know, you need to get to that point of uh, your employees loving what they're doing and believing in it if you expect it to happen for the customers.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant thought. Leaders of the future also. I love that one. So one the, the final section of this this as we wind down here, we already talked about heroes. You have some examples of CX hero.
1: Who are your uh, heroes? I've got I've got I've got three. We may not get to them all, but my first I'd like to call out is um, the the head and his captain, Heidi Stone. So Heidi uh, is is an incredible um, strategist and and leader in CX, and I came across her. She's worked all over the world uh, in all sectors, but I came across her in the utility market, and we were working on a a, a new um, uh, energy uh, company. And she kept going on about the nursery, you know, the nursery, and and I couldn't quite get it, and then I got it. It was about actually treating customers um, as people who wouldn't necessarily understand or care too much about energy. And until they got the fact that this was going to be a renewable energy and it had real value for society, they were in nursery state. And then we could let nothing to do with billing, but they were in nursery. Once they saw the value, then actually we could open up the rest of the experience to them. And um, so from that point onwards, I've always been very grateful for her for redirecting me to think about well-being and purpose of customer experience rather than being i don't think i was ever thinking purely transactional but she gave me kind of that different different uh perspective and now i'm always looking for betterment i mean our company motto is um uh, it's actually hashtag at the front of it funny enough it's hashtag beyond business that's what we say at, at, at clientship so what we do is bigger than bigger than business it's about you know the employees that work for us our clients is about them actually feeling great and feeling they're making a contribution through what they do and she really kind of set that fire off in me so i'm calling her out um i'll call out uh, professor dr phil Klaus. he has been a mentor of mine for many years um and uh we, we had a very auspicious start but we've got to to know and, uh, and love each other um and uh, i really enjoy his company i'll talk more about him on on exq if, if that's okay and then the third yep. one third one is, is a technician uh cto of a company called limetropine voice of the customer platform um, yep. ariel gabini and a great guy um was looking at uh, we were talking to him about voice of the customer and he looked at it as if we were on a different planet and he said, why are technologists sort of engineering solutions and systems? Um, what, what, what do you do with this in feedback and this information? I said, oh, it's, it's used to kind of you know, make things better and fix things. Why don't we start there and work back? And he built an incredible platform, which is all, all about the actions that come out of it. So rather than getting customer feedback, which it does, but it says to customers during those conversations, why do you feel like this? How can we make things better for you? What do you suggest we do? So the whole thing is a co-collaboration tool. And out of it for the, the client comes here are the ideas that your customers have suggested you should do to fix your problems. It's brilliant. It's really, really good. He it thinks so different. And he's he's my um my yes man. You kind of say to him, you know, Ariel, could you do this? So before you finish the sentence yes and here's the first design he's just off and he's got his engineers <laughs> working on it so he is such a, a positive energy I, I he was in the uk and um we were about 300 miles away from my football club and i said do you want to come to the match uh like, jokingly and he went uh, "Yes." And i said but you how are you going to get home I'll take care of it. And I found out about three months later, it was a very long journey for him. (laughs) But he was such a, he just wanted to, he wanted to experience it. He wanted to come along and experience it. So uh, yeah, he's my third, uh, third hero.
0: Wonderful. Christopher Brooks, you are a sensational guest. And by the way, Paul and I both heard it. You are hereby cordially expected to come back on the show. We had a great time with you. We are so grateful. Thank you so much for the time.
1: Thank you very much, guys. It's It's been a blast.
0: really really appreciate it this is this is fireside chats without the fires friday october 9th and once again see christopher brooks a wonderful guest leading just a sensational activity initiative uh, the cx world games everyone who's listened to this sign up register follow it tweet it do whatever you need to do become a part of it i'm gonna i know that i'm going to hopefully become a part of it uh this is this is a, a meaningful message thank you so much yeah thank you guys This has been another episode of Fireside Chats Without the Fires with Neil Toff and Paul Catherell. Follow Neil and Paul on Twitter at Neil Toff and at PaulCat72.
1: Podcast feedback and topic suggestions are always welcome. Thank you for listening.